Amin, amin, ya rabbil alamin. Assalam alaikum rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. One of the five requisite duties of Islam is pilgrimage, the Hajj. However, the other religions also have pilgrimage. And besides the Hajj in Islam, people also do smaller pilgrimages known as Umrah, which is a pilgrimage to Mecca, not during the month of Hajj, but at other times during the year. Uh, for about 10 years, I took people on this smaller pilgrimage called Umrah every year and found a lot of, found out a lot of interesting things. One was when everyone went to Mecca, it was a place very much outside of their normal experience to the point where they didn't know what to expect. Uh, they didn't know what was going to happen next and it altered their daily routine to not a small extent, to a huge extent. It made their physical surroundings so entirely unfamiliar and so entirely different that that part of them that was automatic in their reaction turned off for a while. It turned off to such an extent that they began to view things in an entirely different way. All of a sudden, people who went through their lives as if it was normative were now going through their lives as if astonishing events were occurring to them on a regular basis. Monumental events that had consequences on their existence were happening to them regularly. Events that they could recognize as having impact on their being and impact on the status of their life and the degree of their consciousness. About the third or fourth trip that I took, I really understood that this was a regular occurrence for people and I expected it to happen. I knew from previous experience that it happened to me, but now I expected it to happen to other people. And one of the things that also happened to them simultaneously was their absolute need to share this with other people. So I created a space for the ability to share and in the evening we would have a meeting uh, with people who, with the people and they would then describe what they had gone through and the impact it had on them. Um, and it was really interesting because nothing was normative 
anymore. Everything had consequence. And each action within the day had some sort of purpose and some sort of meaning. Now imagine if we went through every day of our existence as if every action had purpose and meaning and we were conscious of the fact that that purpose and that meaning were going on. How would we change? Ibn Arabi has said, the world is a translator for God. Our actions can be a translator for God. Our interactions can be translators for God. Our being can become a translator for God. And we, as individuals, if we stay conscious of our actual actions as they're going on, can become aware of this translation that's constantly going on. We can become aware of the fact that in each action that we take, something of significance is happening to us, for us, and through us. And this significance is monumental for our existence because in each moment of our existence, there is a direct interaction with the Supreme Being because if He let go of supporting us for one instant, we would disappear. So in each instance, there is this support. In each instant, we can be cognizant of this support. And in each instant, we can become a translator of this support because of our own knowledge that it's going on. How do we maintain this kind of a level of existence? How do we maintain a connection to the understanding that the source of all things, the Creator, is constantly involved with our being, is constantly keeping us going, is constantly aware and interacting with us. The breath is used to remind us of this. The breath can show us this. Imagine if you tried to stop breathing, if you held your breath. Real simply, the reaction to that that our physical body would have is overwhelming. Now, we don't try and stop breathing. And because of that, we keep, one of the things we do is we keep forgetting about how tenuous our existence is and how close we are to non-existence in every moment. 
Well, what is this mechanism that keeps us breathing? Where did this mechanism come from that keeps us breathing? Who gave us this mechanism that keeps us breathing? Why does this mechanism that keeps us breathing exist? What is it that is constantly on this role of existence that allows all of this existence to be? And what is our connection to it? When we're on pilgrimage, these thoughts enter our head. And our interrelationship with it enters our head. As I'm talking about this, a myriad of stories that people told me and happenings that happened to them are running through my head. Each individual story is important, but what's most important is the knowledge that monumental occurrences happen to us on a consistent basis that we ignore because we think of it as normative and don't see the grace and the glory and the overwhelming significance of what's going on at every moment. At this point, if we were in church, somebody would scream, Hallelujah. <laughs> now, there's a reason. No, amen. Amen. There's a reason. Some people would scream, Allahu Akbar. The point is that we need to be at that constant state of understanding where we internally repeat Allahu Akbar or hallelujah because of each moment, because we understand the nature of the gift that we are given. But somehow we've forgotten. And that's why in Sufism the word remembrance is so incredibly important. We constantly need to put things into our existence that cause remembrance. We constantly need to put a methodology into our life that causes remembrance. And we've been given so many of these. We've been given the prayer, which we're supposed to do five times a day for the repetitive remembrance. We've been given zikr, the repetition of the names of God, to instill remembrance. We've been given pilgrimage <coughs> to displace us from our ordinary surroundings in such a way that we are put in awe, and awe puts us in remembrance. We need to find that state of remembrance. And we need to become that remembrance because we are what we are. We are what we become. We are what we find in ourself. And as we get closer to the truth, as we get closer to the, to the qualities of reality, we become reality. As we get further from the qualities of reality, we drift away from reality and we become forgetful. Now, the problem is that in our life, we have developed a way to act in different situations. And we've rehearsed these acts 
over and over and over. And now we automatically go into them. We fall into a way of being, a way of acting, a modality of existence that overtakes us and overwhelms us. And we become so good at it that we become very, very comfortable. It's like being in a play and performing it for the 983rd time. You've got it down by now. It's not something that you're still having trouble with. You know where all the places you're supposed to stand are. You know when you're supposed to get off the stage and when you're supposed to get on the stage. You know, you even know what the reaction of the audience is going to be at to a specific moment in the play. Just like you, we all have a bunch of abilities that are capable of evoking certain reactions from other people. And if we're good at this, we know what they are, we know how to use them, and we know the kind of reactions they're going to evoke. In other words, we've become robotic. We've become automatic because we've become comfortable in our existence. We need to become uncomfortable. We need to forget our life. We need to forget our memories. We need to have a spiritual Alzheimer's. We need to forget the world and begin to remember reality. Reality is in us. It's been displaced by the world. It's as if we've filled the cup with the world and there's no room for reality. We have this decision to make in our existence. Where are we going? Why are we doing it? And what is going on? But we have to ask this question at every moment. And we need the answers. Even if we aren't in touch with reality, we need to know what the wise ones have told us. And we need to understand their explanations of it. We need to know that we are here because of God's mercy. We exist through his compassion. We need to know that love is the driving force in the universe and we are enveloped in this love. We need to know it and we need to become secure in it. And first, we need to practice being secure in it. It's called faith. We need, if we don't have it, we need to practice it. We need to rehearse it. We need to talk about it internally with ourselves. And we have to give ourselves all the reasons to believe in it. We have to recount to ourselves the tales of the prophets. We have to recount to ourselves the tales of the friends of Allah. We need to recount to ourselves the tales of the Ketubs. Why? To bring into our being closer to those who were reality. And slowly, our practice will become 
who we are and we change our addictions. We change our addictions from the world to reality. Bauer used to say, there are 99 obsessions in the world, but there's only one with a cure, and that's the obsession to know God. So we need to instill this obsession into our being, and we need to work at the culmination of this obsession. We need to understand yearning. We need to know that when we don't have what we want, we should yearn for it. Now, we all know how to yearn because there's so many different things we've wanted in the world. Well, let's use that yearning to want Allah. Let's use that yearning to want what's missing in our existence, to have the fulfillment of knowing that Allah exists within us. Let's use the tools that we've used in the world, but turn them in the direction of our Lord so that our Lord becomes the center of our focus, so that our Lord becomes that which we move after. Slowly, as we develop this, things will begin to alter in our being, and every day can become a pilgrimage. And when that begins to happen to us, we awaken without boredom, without routine, knowing that God has created another day for us. God has created another experience for us. God has created another set of breaths for us to take us through that day. God is individually involved with our being. The king has chosen to become involved with his servants. The king is that generous, that magnanimous, that giving. So we as servants, what should our actions be? How should we react to the level of this king? Who are we in that relationship? And how should we react in that relationship? We become humbled and we become joyous because we know that we live within that protection. We live within the domain of a magnificent king. And then things begin to change. When the fortress, the tower, is under the control of the enemy. It is the obligation to attack the tower and to take it over. It is the obligation not to give any support to that place. But when the king enters it, everything changes. Now, not only don't we attack it, it's treason to attack it. Not only don't we not support it, it's our obligation to support it. We need to know that the king is in his place. And there's nobody to fight. Because the king is the one who has set 
his throne in his domain and we need to acknowledge it there is nothing to fight anymore the castle has been taken by our king we don't need to be at war we need to be at peace in support of the king this is a time of understanding that it's always the time of understanding that but too often we are of the opinion that the castle needs to be overtaken for some reason and when we begin to understand that it's already been conquered that the king is home then we our home and we can act entirely differently let repose come to our being let surrender to him come to our being let the understanding that his mercy sustains us come and engulf our being let gratitude be our touchstone and our key to the entrance of his kingdom Amin, Amin, Ya Rabbi Lalamin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Okay? Hello? Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later, hon. Um, and don't forget to write a date and the title on your CD. Good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Who is that? Salima. She's telling you what to do here. She's in California. She's working on a. Uh, I guess not.